Thank you for listening to the podcast of Bible Baptist Church. Please visit our website at www.southbaybbc.org for more information. A distinguishing summarization of one's life can always be revealed by one's priority. You know, a person always lives by priority. No matter what measure, perception, or degree, people always live by priority. Someone's priority might be sinful, and someone's priority might be degrading, but it's still a priority in one's life. And no matter what you do and who you are, we all have our own standards and measure of priorities. And these priorities summarizes our life and story testimony. I saw a documentary video a few years back about Pompeii, and it's quite amazing what they had discovered in that city, particularly a cellar that archaeologists found. And during the 1980s, archaeologists found 54 well-preserved skeletons in one of the cellars in Pompeii. And these Romans thought to have been saved from the volcano and but the slow airflow of ashes made them die of suffocation one by one. And these skeletons revealed a lot in what society they lived in and what age they were when they died and, and uh, what health disease or condition that they had. And when the archaeologists unearthed these skeletons, one of the first discovery was of their status and also their society uh, uh, a hierarchy. And they were in two groups. And one side of the room, the skeletons were found with nothing in possession, and there were just bodies. And the other side of the room, the skeletons were found with cash and gold and jewels and all kinds of precious objects. And the astonishing discoveries of some of these skeletons were that their bones were stained green. And as we uh, think about this picture, and uh, we cannot really see it from our naked eye, and, and we don't really, uh, we're not seeing it right in front of us, but archaeologists tell us that these bones have been stained in green. And after several hundred of years, that the gems that they held dear before they died stained their bones over time. And as we think about these people's testimony, we find out what their priority was in their last moments of their lives. Their priority was the possessions and the things that they held dear, like cash and gold and different gems. And question for us this morning, what is our lives being stained with today? Is it just money? Is it just pleasure? Is it just happiness of this temporary life? And is it just sins? And is it just lust? And because all these things will dissolve, for the scripture says in 1 John chapter 2, for all that is in the world and, and the, lust, uh, the uh, lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world, what, the, what happens to the world? Passeth away. And the what? The lust thereof. And as we think about the scripture here, what is our priority in life? Is it the world? Is it the flesh? And is it the visual? Is it our pride? For all these things, as the scripture says, that it will all dissolve, it will just simply pass away. But the Bible gives an answer of what truly lasts. Let's go to the next verse. Let's read this together. I'm sorry, we don't have that verse. And, uh, but let me just quote it for you. And uh, 1 John 2, 17. 
and the world pass away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. He that doeth the will of God abideth forever. You see, God's will and, uh, and our Savior and our God, he is the one uh, who should be the center focus of our lives, and he is our priority this morning. And I want to encourage you today to consider the will of God and to know the priority in your life, who is your God, and that because all the things that we do in life involves God Almighty, and He should be the priority of everything, and He should be the priority of everyone. In necessity, let's go to that verse we just saw a moment ago in Matthew 6, 33. Let's read this together. Ready? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Now, why is the Lord saying this? He's talking about necessities in life. All the things that you need, don't worry about them, because first, your priority is to seek God Almighty. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. God says to not worry about what you're going to gain and and how much you could add in life. No, make sure you're seeking the Lord. I will add, and I will give you the gain. And so in necessity, Christ is priority. Not only that, in commandments, God is first. Commandment, God is first. If we go to the next verse, in Matthew 22, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. And this is the first and great commandment. So as we obey the Lord, we need to think about God. Sometimes we think about the commandments and how we need to bear them and uh, how much, so much of a pressure for us. But if we love God with all of our hearts, and he is a priority of our lives, then it won't be a pressure, but it will be a priority. It will be an enjoyable priority. It will be truly genuine and sincere. So, as we obey the Lord, God is first. We need to think about the Lord. And not only that, in giving, maybe, God is first. In 2 Corinthians 8, 5, And this they did, as we have hoped, and first gave their own selves to the Lord, and unto us by the will of God. You see, the Bible says that before you give with your hands, you give your heart to God. You give yourselves to God first. God is first. See, by these simple examples in the scripture, we see that God wants to be involved in our lives. God says, please, would you have me to be first of everything? Would you have me to be first as you go to work? Would you have me to be first as you serve the Lord at Bible Baptist Church? Would you have me to be first, have me to be first in your home, in your family life? In your marriage, would you have me to be first? I wonder if Christ is first in your life. The Bible says in Colossians 1.18 that in all things he might have the preeminence. In all things he might have the preeminence. Apostle Paul understood this, and he gives much evidence and great testimonies that he had Christ first, God first. So how can we structure our lives in God and his priorities? So simply, I only have 10 to 15 minutes here. Number one, the priority of Christ. The priority of Christ. The person, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Philippians 1.21. For to me live is Christ, and to die is gain. Romans 14a, for whether we live, we love, live unto the Lord, and where we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord. So in both of these verses, we observe that Paul speaks about life 
And Paul speaks about death. And these two categories truly do affect our lives, and it reveals our priority. What are we living for, and how are we going to die? And by Paul's testimony, he says we are to live for Christ and to die in Christ. In order to have God to be our priority, we must always think of the perfect image of God, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And He is the one uh, uh, who inspires us. He is the one who we follow and mimic, and we worship Him. And, and He's the one that teaches us and commands us. And, and the Bible says in Matthew 17, verse 5, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased, hear ye Him. In Revelation three twenty two, concerning Christ, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto to the churches. What does this mean to our church and to our lives? Christ is our priority. We need to listen to him. We need to hear him. We need to be sensitive to his spirit and what he wants in our lives. We honor Christ. We honor God. We hear Christ. We hear God. We obey Christ. We obey God. We follow Christ. We follow God. The Bible says in Colossians 2, 9, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of Godhead bodily. You know, many religions want to bring down the Lord Jesus Christ and let him be equivalent to other religious leaders. No, he is not equivalent, my friend. He is omnipotent, omniscient God. And he is a sovereign God. And in him uh, 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 dwelleth all the fullness of God bodily. So we have no reserve. We are not ashamed of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have him as a first in our priority, and we serve him, and we give all our lives to him, and we have no reserves. Why? Because he is our God. He is our God. And question for you this morning, I wonder if he's your God this morning. Have you received Christ as your personal Savior? And maybe you don't know where you're going to go after you die. Maybe you don't even know if your sins are forgiven. I want to encourage you. Jesus Christ is the answer to those solutions. He is the firstborn and, uh, he, uh, of, of every man, and that he is the example, and that he is the person who died on that cross, and that he is the only Lamb of God who shed his blood so that you could have your sins forgiven. And he is the only Savior that could have your name written in the book of life. And consider him today. Let him be the first priority, and let him be your Savior this morning. I think about the fact what D.M. Stern said as he was preaching in Philadelphia. At the close of the service, a stranger came up to him and said, I don't like the way you spoke about the cross. I think, about, I think that instead of emphasizing the death of Christ, it, it would be far better to preach Jesus, the teacher and example. Stern replied, if I, rep- if I presented Christ in that way, would you be willing to follow him? I certainly would, said the stranger, without hesitation. All right then, said the preacher, let's take the first step. He did no sin. Can you claim that for yourself? The man looked confused and somewhat surprised. Why, no, he said. I acknowledge that I do sin, Stern replied. Then your greatest need is not a teacher or an example. The greatest need is a Savior. And ladies and gentlemen, your first priority is to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You might be following the Bible, you might be following church, you might be, you know, uh, well knowledge of what the Bible says because you grew up in Sunday school, but do you know Christ as your personal Savior? That is the first. And he has to be the first in your life, and he cannot be first in your life unless you receive him as your Savior. Let him be Lord, let him be God. And let him cleanse all your sins and 
and let him give eternal life to you. Do not work for it, my friend. All those things are vain, and all the, all the righteousness and all the goodness of men are filthy as rags, as the Bible says. I want to encourage you, if you have never received Christ, receive Christ today. Now, if you have received Christ, make sure you live for Christ. The Bible says in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. He says, I die with Christ, no longer Paul is living. Who is living? Jesus Christ is living. Would you die to self, Christians? Would you let Christ live in your life? Let Jesus Christ live. Let him just take over your life. Let him speak to you. Let him control your responses. Let him control your decision. Let him control your choices. And Do not be disobedient. Do not roam around in this world and, and living for the temporary things. No, live for the Lord Jesus. Let him be the priority of your life. So with that, die to self. Live for Christ. Priority is Christ. Whether you live, whether you die, it's all about Jesus. Secondly, the priority of sacrifice. The priority of sacrifice. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Everyone does make sacrifices in life. But the questions are, for what and for who? Apostle Paul had the priority to sacrifice for God. Even his esteemed and lofty background, he counted them for loss. And, and uh, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 3 that he was a Hebrew of the Hebrews and as touching the law of Pharisees and, and persecuting the church and, and also righteousness uh, in the law of blameless. But he says all those things that were gained to him, he counted them for loss. And he even says, I count them but dumb. Waste. Because he recognized that Jesus Christ was a priority, and that he is willing to sacrifice everything of his own prestige and position to serve him. Isn't Christ more precious than all the riches today? Isn't Christ more worthy than all the worldly goods? Isn't Christ more prestigious than all the worldly possession? Isn't Christ more important than your own set schedule? By the way, who has given you time? Why is he the priority in your time? Why can't you read the Bible every day? Why can't you go out of your way to serve the Lord Jesus at a local church on a Sunday? Why can't you do that? Why did you come so, stop sowing on Saturday? Why did you stop coming to Sunday school? You're not willing to sacrifice your time when time is, is a gift of God. We're being a bad steward there. You don't control your time. God does. God could take our lives just like that. God could make you sick and I sick just like that. God could give me cancer just like that. By God's grace, I'm here. I need to be a good steward and be sacrificial when God tells me to because this is a gift of God. Luke chapter 9, verse 24, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. You're trying to preserve your life? God says you're going to lose it. You lose your life for me, I'll preserve it. I'll save that. Sacrifice for Jesus. Number three, priority to finish faithfully. I've got to be finished this morning. 
Acts chapter 20, verse 24, Apostle Paul said, But none of these things move me, neither count my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I received the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. 2 Timothy 4, 7, the Bible says, I fought a good fight, I finished my course, I have kept the faith. You know, everyone's going to finish. Everyone is. Everyone's going to die one day. But how are you going to finish? That's the question. Would you be able to say, I've kept the fight, i finished my course? And, uh, you know, I have fought a good fight, I'm sorry, I've kept the faith. Would you be able to say that? Would you be faithfully serving God? Would you be faithfully putting God first? Mr. Milt Rood worked, a year, worked for years and years in a Spokane, Spokane, Washington, as a car salesman. He was also very active with the Union Gospel Mission work in juvenile delinquents. Week by week, he patiently teached the Word of God and prayed with young boys in trouble. One week, Milt went to the hospital for, uh, for a surgery. and The doctor found that he was full of cancer. They sewed him back up again and sent him home because they thought he was hopeless. And, amazingly, he did die within a week. After the funeral, the preacher remarked, it's interesting that at the funeral, no one ever asked how many cars he has sold. You see, our heavenly, Christ-like testimony will always outweigh the testimony of the temporal. My father died when I was 10 years old. My father was a very successful man, and and uh, he has some downtime in his life, and, and then he lost a lot of money. And uh, he was high, sc- high school graduate, and he climbed up the, uh, the stock company, and uh, just learning and just doing all that he can. And, and he was very successful. I think he was a vice president of, uh, 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 of the company there. And, and uh, he was a very smart man. And, uh, but as I think about my dad, most of the time, most of the time, you know what I think about? I think about the testimony, how he wanted to go to Bible college and to learn God's word after he got saved. This was a year before he passed away. I still think about the testimony. I see a picture sometimes of the photo album. He's singing as sitting at the wheelchair, singing and praising God. I thank God that he's in heaven this morning. And that's who I think about today as I think about my father. Not a rich, successful man with a driver and with a gated, gated house. No, I don't think of him that way. I think about a broken man who loved the Lord Jesus in the last year of his life, wanted to study God's word and live for Jesus. That's who I remember. And ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter what you do in this lifetime concerning all the riches and all the things that are in this world. You live for the Lord Jesus. That's what counts. Your family will look to you and say, that person served Jesus. That person loved Jesus. That person sacrificed for Jesus. Would you have that testimony this morning? Christ is faithful to us. Would you be faithful to him?